This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurt takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yards run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurt breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew. Guys, I am back. And once again, it's on, man. Guys, I can't wait to do this one, man. Uh, reacting to the exit interviews, part two. Uh, we went over a couple of them last uh, last show on Tuesday. And I'm here just to get back into the groove of things, guys. Uh, I am battling the sickness. And uh, we are coming through this thing day by day stronger each and every day, man. So your boy is feeling good. Um, I'm going to update you guys on some health stuff. All right. Some of you guys that have been around for the for the journey, uh, y'all have been with me through the ups and the downs and then the downs again and backups and all the bad stuff. But got a little uh, got a little bit of a, a, a nice report for you guys. So scrolling across the bottom of the screen are going to be your instructions first and foremost. If it's your first time here on the YouTube page and you enjoy the channel, guys, please, please, please like the channel like the video that you're watching okay and then subscribe turn on your notifications after you subscribe to the channel okay i want to make sure that everybody knows where to go to get your 49ers content it's going to be right here and nothing but niners now i want to i want to see my sweater some more how do i do this i want to zoom out a little bit oh oh hide that corner that was that corner there and hide that a little bit we're going to go down a little bit. Uh, okay. All right. That's looking good. Maybe I'll just get rid of the border at a certain point. All right. But, yeah, so hit that like. Uh, turn on your notifications after you subscribe, guys, so you know exactly when we are going live, okay? Then give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We're going to start with Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those handles are nothing but nine, number nine, nothing but nine, E-R-S. And then follow us over on Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but niners. We are live on all of those right now as we speak. What's up to the Twitchies? You see what I did there? It was a, it was it was a twitch. I twitched. You guys get it? I twitched. <laughs> All right. So shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now. Let's see who we got in here so far. I see Ben in the building. Great one is in here. Says what to do, Mike? Huh? Huh? All right, 49ers Josh, I see you out there. Callie says, we riding with you, bro. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Jamar is in here. I see you, man. Uh, Daniel, all right, all right. Uh, CarCast, that's a new one. CarCast podcast? Okay, okay, something I got to check out there. Jose Ruiz is in here. Chanel's in the building, longtime supporter. 916 is in the building. Raphael is in here, too, as well. Man, thank you all for your support, man. Let's drop a bomb on that one right there. Where's the bomb? Yeah. Keenan, Steven, Team Cali, Scarlet's in the building. That's what I'm talking about, man. So you guys know, like, I I uh I went through this phase where I was like stress eating and everything. My my the company I worked for was purchased by this company that I work for now, and they were like, "Yeah, Mike, you got a job for about two months, but we don't know what we're gonna do with you after that." So I started stress eating it, right? And I went from like two thirty something, and I just kept ballooning up, guys. I got over two seventy five. I was up to two seventy eight was the highest that I remember being on, and uh, my 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 health was just crazy, crazy, right? Tanisha, what's going on? I see you in here. 
they had me with uh, high high blood pressure. I was pre-diabetic. Uh, sugar levels were high. I was having heart palpitations, uh, problems breathing. Man, it was it was bad. Like my, it was all fat and like messing up my throat and everything. So the doctor's like, yeah, you got to fix this. You got to fix that. You got to go on this. You got to go on that. They put me on all kinds of stuff. And guys, I went to my weigh-in. What day was my doctor's appointment? Monday. And I'm down to 209. I went from 278 to 209 in way less than a year, guys. Like, this has been an absolute incredible journey. I want to say that I started it, the uh, started everything in July. I believe it was around July-ish. Uh, and so got knocked all the way down to 209. I'm not sure where I wanted to be, but uh, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep chucking. We're going to keep getting strong. You know what I'm saying? But now I got to get back into the gym because now I'm starting to feel weak. You know, now I'm starting to feel like like the strength is kind of, you know, it's kind of like not where it's supposed to be, you know. Uh, I used to pride myself on being like one of the strongest, you know, like one of the strongest in the family. So now I got to make sure I get back in there, build up those muscles and things like that. I got to get everything going back the way it was supposed to be. What happened to my border? Who took the border off? Now my dog's nose is in the screen. They, they can see your big nose. Who took the, who took the border away? They don't want to hear you breathing in the, in the mic either, Bear. All right, so let's uh, get my border back, man. Let's get all right. There we go. We we'll get the border back. I don't remember taking it off. All right, um, but yeah, so we're 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 doing good. We're doing good, and uh, I'm saying that to encourage you guys out there as well, man. One day at a time. Uh, one. I don't know if you guys are trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain weight, one pound at a time. Um, and then look at look for the results. Don't don't watch the numbers. Look for the results, man. Uh, it's been it's been a heck of a journey. I should do jujitsu. Wow, I uh, I, I'm almost afraid to take those kind of uh, self defense classes and courses and martial arts things. I, I'm kind of obsess obsessive, um, and I could see me like really really diving into it. That would be like my midlife crisis, right? I'd be like, dude, like you're 40 years old. What are you What are you doing right now? What are you trying to prove? Not that you can't do it. I know a couple of people are doing it. Shout out to my guy Sean. Um, you know, you guys know Sean here, he'll, he'll pop in, I'm sure at some point. Uh, but I, I always respect people who, who go out there and just go, go after it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, you, it, like I said, one, one day at a time, one step at a time starts with discipline, start cutting off what time you start eating and drinking certain things. Um, it's little stuff like that, that can make the biggest difference in the world. You know what I'm saying? And you got, you can't worry about what other people, uh, are looking at and thinking when they look at you, right? Because they could be on day day five of year six, and you could be on day one, you know, and you, you can't let that be your results. You know, everyone's in there for their own reasons. So make sure you guys are doing things for the right reasons, okay? Um, now, I told you guys I was going to get back to some of these, um, these, these videos. We have a couple of videos that were going on. Um, I'm going to go back to an offensive player. We only have a couple of defensive players left. We heard from Brock Purdy, and I told you guys that Christian McCaffrey was the next one that I wanted to hear from. So I'm going to go ahead and get that queued up here. Christian McCaffrey's seriousness looked pretty uh, – hmm, I don't know what the word is I want to use. Like, thanks, babe. She said serious. Yeah, yeah. His seriousness looked serious. Thank you. Um, see, there you go, Miss Debbie. She says, for sure, Mike, it's one it's one day at a time. I've done it. Building back up now in the gym. Exactly. Exactly. And that was one of the things I also uh, was struggling with, Miss Debbie, was, you know, during the weight loss thing, going to the gym, and I know that I, I tend to bulk up as I work out, and I, I couldn't – I was feeling like a little discouraged trying to do it both ways. It was like going to the gym – I'm getting bigger and more cut, more defined, but it, I, I felt like the weight was falling off so much slower. So I just stopped with the gym and just focused on losing weight. Um, and so that that's kind of where I am now, doing more walking and things like that. But now the weight's down. I My goal was to get down to 220. Like I said, I was 209 at my weigh-in on Monday. So now it's like, what do you do now? Do I start working out and work my way back up to 220? Do I go lower? Because I feel like I don't look too small at 209. So now it's like, all right, maybe 209 is not a bad number. 
and then I can start working. I don't know. I got to figure that part out yet. But again, it's one day at a time. Get into a routine that you can stick with, one that doesn't make you feel like you have given up your favorite foods or your favorite, you know, snacks or beverages or drinks or whatever it is. Um, but something that's sustainable and maintainable, you know. Wow. So, all right. Um, let's hear from <laughs> not backwards hat Brock. That would be BHB, right? We're going to hear from Christian McCaffrey here. You guys let me know if this audio is working. All that will be huge for me. Up. So I'm excited you, can hear. you know, to get better, like truly get better at my craft. Christian, about 48 hours after the game, how have you been able to process your emotions and then seeing the guys here today? Obviously, there's some finality to this season. Uh, just getting your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's still tough, still stings and hurts. Um, you know, I think that uh, right now, just it's okay to feel like this, and but eventually we're going to have to move on and get ready to go for next year. How long does it take that process of moving on? Good question. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it different? How different is it from last year? Obviously, you had a disappointment last year, too. How is that process going to be different, you think? I don't know. I think you just take it one day at a time, just like anything. And, um, you know, every day you just wake up, try to be the best version of yourself. Do you have plans for this offseason? Uh, no, right now, no. Yeah, just I think get away for a little bit, uh, get your mind right, get your body right, and then get back to it. When you think about that last offensive possession, what goes through your mind? Talking about ours, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think there's so many things to look back on on that game that you just want back. Um, you know, obviously for me, I think just putting the ball on the ground is something I keep replaying in my head. Just can't do it. Um, and you know, there's a lot of different plays that uh, we could have made and we didn't, and we fell up short. And I think it hurts, but that's life. Considering this won't be the same. Before he continues, I. I think he's done a good job of kind of, you know, accepting it for what it was. Um, again, I didn't watch the post-game pressers. I don't, and if I did, I don't remember watching them. Um, but he's, I, I, like, this guy's mindset and the way he's wired, there's something about the way he's speaking right now that lets me know, like, all right, I've accepted it. Might not be happy with it. He might not be... Um, you know, like, he, he might not be uh, content with it. I don't think any of them are. We had a goal, and we were, <laughs> through 60 minutes, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. You know, I mean, it literally doesn't come much closer than that. Uh, after 60 minutes, we had a three-point lead in overtime, you know. Uh, it doesn't come much closer than that. That's got to be one of the most gut-wrenching ways to lose a Super Bowl. Uh, now, take it for what it's worth, they still lost. Um, him just saying, you know, um, yeah, I wish I didn't, you know, put the ball on the ground. There's a couple of plays I wish I had back, but, you know, it, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of like, all right, it's it's in there. It's settled. I've accepted it. I'm ready to move on now. Same roster next year. What did you enjoy most about this particular group this season? I appreciated the bond. I appreciated um, how hard everyone works. I think this was a really special group in that sense, and, a lot of guys uh, put a lot on the line and played with a lot of, you know, tough things going on and uh, did it with intensity, did it with urgency. And uh, I'll always appreciate that. Um, you know, if you know somebody's got your back and the guy next to you is fighting for you and he's doing everything he can to play and you know what they're going through, you know what they're battling through, uh, I can always appreciate that. And I think this team had that. And uh, I think the effort was there just, you know, Got to finish it at the end, but I, I'll always appreciate uh, that about this team. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Hasn't watched the game. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I, I think, like I said, I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. How's your health? Good. Nope. Feel great. Yeah, I think I think you're always hungry. That's the feeling you always want. I think when you get there, you now know what the deal is. Um, but uh, I think it, it makes you definitely makes you more hungry. 
and it definitely hurts worse. Considering Brock came in with his arm issue going in, how did you just overall rate Brock's season and what he did from training camp to, to leading guys to Super Bowl playing really well? Yeah, I think it was what he did was historic and, and unbelievable, man. I mean, I think people forget, you know, he was a rookie quarterback that was the last pick of the draft and came in, you know, midway through a season and then uh, had to get an elbow surgery in the offseason. So his real first year of starting in the NFL, um, he didn't throw a football till training camp to, to one of us. So it's pretty impressive what what he managed to do and then to be the MVP of our team was, you know, pretty incredible. Lucky he's on our team. Your dad being on the stage so many times before, was there any advice that he gave you after the game or just words that stuck out? Um, you know, my dad always gives me, you know, great advice and always has the, the, the right things to say. I mean, I just appreciate that, you know, he's there for me. I appreciate my whole family. Um, you know, I think in, in times of adversity, you find out, you know, who's on your team. And I'm just so lucky that I got such a great family. And obviously my dad having experienced a lot of different things, he knows what this is like. Um, so I'm just appreciative of my support system. Um, I got my friends and family, my teammates. Um, all right. So Christian didn't give me, I guess, the the passion that I was looking for. But I also understand that these are the interviews as they're leaving. Right. I think I probably should have been looking at like the the game reaction ones. And I still haven't looked at those. Um, there are certain people that you know, you definitely want to hear from in those moments. Um, right after the game, there's certain people that are just going to give you the good, the good nug, then the good nuggets, you know, the good notes. Um, but I do want to go ahead and listen to what George Kittle has to say. Um, and you know, you feel so bad for the work that these guys put in all year long. You know, you, you really, really feel for them. Um, they bust their ass to get there. You know, Christian McCaffrey goes out and does everything and anything you ask him to do. And he fumbles the ball, what was it, the opening possession, right? We're driving down on a really, really successful opening drive, and he fumbles the ball. And you can say what you want. That didn't break him. He he, he just kept going, you know. Um, he kept going. He didn't make any excuses. He ended up leading the team, 80 receiving yards, 80 rushing yards, and that's with me thinking that he didn't get enough touches. You know, that was with me thinking that he didn't get enough touches. I hope Christian McCaffrey doesn't blame himself. I hope that uh, he didn't feel like they tried to put him on some sort of timeout or or rations because of the fumble. I, I hope that he realizes that he was uh, our best weapon, our best choice. Uh, for success in this game, I, I really, really, sincerely hope that he 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 knows that, because uh, there wasn't much else anybody was going to be able to do. I'm I'm not, I'm not kidding. Um, there wasn't yeah there wasn't much else anyone was going to be able to do in that situation. Um, so you know a fumble is a fumble. You never want to see it. I'm not absolving him from any blame or anything like that. But that was not the reason we lost was not the reason we lost. So, yeah, um, hopefully he's not beating himself up. Let's hear from uh, George Kittle, who, you know, again, I didn't hear from anybody two yards in the Super Bowl. He was the team's biggest cheerleader all season, all postseason, all pregame, right? You see George on the sideline hyping everybody up. I mean, literally begging Chase Young for maximum effort, right? Like, this is what he was doing, and – it was kind of, you know, George Kittle in the back of a milk carton. Again, these guys don't throw the ball to themselves. They don't call their own plays. It's just, where'd he go? What happened? Let's see how he feels two days after. That's about it, you know, just uh, friends and family, my teammates. Um, I don't know, my friends and family, my teammates. That's about it, you know, just um, play a long season. It's not, it's not fun to, you know, not achieve your goal at the end of the year. Very proud of, you know, what we did, how we did it, all the guys on the team, staff, you know. But, you know, we're all just disappointed, but not discouraged. When did you hurt your, your shoulder? 
Um, I'm not really sure. Sometime in the second half, I would say, I think. Yeah, not in the first half, sometime in the second half. Um, I got a really good hug for my trainer, and I was good to go after that. Was it separated? No, uh, I haven't gotten anything on it, so I have no idea. I just got back, so you have no idea. George, when you were good. Um, it's a great question. I would say it's tough. it takes time. I would say, you know, you're just, it's okay to be upset, disappointed. That's totally fine. You just don't want to let that affect, you know, other aspects of your life or let that, you know, affect the rest of your year by any means. And, you know, it takes time to accept it, absorb it, whatever the word is you want to use for it. Um, and then you'll find a way to, you know, channel it, use it, or, you know, just be able to flush it and be able to move on and, you know, attack the next stage. Are there any plays or sequences or just things from this game that you kind of look back on and just go, man, if this had happened, you would have won this game? Um, I do that with almost every football game. I would say, you know, I haven't watched the tape yet. They actually just took my iPad, so I won't be able to watch it besides the TV version. But... No, there are plenty, plenty of opportunities for us, and you know we didn't play our cleanest ball on offense. Um, so I think we'll, you know, I think everyone will be disappointed in that, but nothing off the top of my head. George, last time hmm? you were here, you said, you know, I will be back. I will be back. Hmm? Is there anything you, you muttered to yourself this time around? Um, more to give, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, when you know they scored, pretty sound. Not really much to react to. Just kind of walked off the field to teammates. Considering that the roster will not be the same, it's, hmm? it's impossible. How, how do you? That's something to let sink in right there, guys. More to give. Listen to that. You know, they scored pretty sound. Give, maybe. To yourself this time around. Um, more to give, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, when you know they scored pretty sound. Not really much to react to. Just kind of walked off the field to teammates. I feel like it could have been more. How do you remember this group? How will you think about them later on? And just what did you enjoy most about playing with these men? Um, what I enjoyed most, I really enjoyed, you know, we won a lot of games. Um, we worked really hard. Guys had great mindsets every single day. I would say also, you know, there wasn't a single guy in the locker room that I didn't like. You know, uh, the linebackers got annoying sometimes. <laughs> You know, but that's that. That's just them, and I, I applaud them for that. So I just I thoroughly enjoyed everyone's friendship. You know, I enjoyed sitting in the sauna with everybody, and you know, having conversations about random stuff. You know, just learning about people. I just thought genuinely we had a very uh, genuinely we had a very very uh, high character team, and it was just fun to build relationships with everybody. You mentioned the offense sputtered and didn't play its best. Hmm? Why do you think that was? Without looking at the film, considering how good the offense was all year. Um, I. Like I said, I haven't seen the tape. I feel I felt like we were in like first and fifteen and second and fifteen a lot, and you know it's hard to stick to the run. You know if you're dealing with that type of stuff, um, that's just kind of what it felt like. You know, I, I again like I haven't watched anything, so I don't know if the second and third quarter weren't our prettiest forms of football, but you know I just kind of felt like we were always just kind of playing a little bit behind the chains, and that's where we struggled at in other you know times of the season. You do have a lot of playmakers on offense, but is there a part of you that's disappointed that you didn't get the ball in your hands? more than you did? Um, I love catching the ball. I love helping the team. You know, I trust Kyle and, you know, what the plays that he's calling. You know, we have a lot of explosive guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love getting the football. If I don't, hey, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to affect the game in other areas. George, tell us what you thought of when you woke up Monday morning. What went through your head? Um, I was really hungry. You know, I didn't go to bed till like, 6. So I was hungry. I got some food with my wife. That's about it. What did you say to her? Good morning. <laughs> when you guys get back together in a few months here for the offseason program or training camp, how do you see this team? Do you see it as a big-time championship contender that a huge amount of the core is coming up? Um, I would say so. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of guys who are still on contract. Um, Brock's on his rookie deal. Um, I think we have a lot of guys who play football at a very high level. And so, yeah, I, you know, I have Nick Bosa coming back, right? Yeah, I think I think we can win a lot of football games. Mm -hmm. 
Let me get those on win your division first. But like, is, is there motivation of like this is going to be the team that we're probably going to have to get past at some point that will kind of motivate you in the offseason? I haven't thought about that at all. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really take a lot to get motivated. So like, I'll be attacking it the way that I always do because I love the game of football and uh, I love putting myself question. out there on Sundays with my boys. That's a solid question, right? Uh, is this a team that you guys are going to have to get past at some point in order to, you know, connect to where you want to get to, you know, to win that Super Bowl? I don't, I don't look at it that way. Um, we got to play whatever team's in front of us. I don't, I don't think about, oh, well, if we can't beat the Chiefs, then we're going to get there. You know, that's, that's not it. Um, but, you know, th- these guys are, are very humbled, very humbled. I'd be, I'd be curious. I, th- I think, I think if they won, maybe a couple more smiles. But I think they'd be saying a lot of the same things, you know. Like it's, it was fun, you know. We're the champs, um, but now we got to worry about next year. I wonder how different what they're saying will be. Uh, it was special for the guys that were in the locker room. The team won't be the same next year. I'm going to hold on to these memories forever with this team and how we did and what we did and blah, right? It's kind of, do they, do they, do they hold on to that type of mentality? Do they, do they let it change them? I just don't know. I don't know. We got another short one here. Then I'm going to play Fred Warner after this. There's a one play that comes to mind. Debo wasn't on Towards the end where you thought. There's a one play that comes to mind towards the end where you thought, if I Is there one play that comes to mind that you thought to yourself, if I could have done more? I mean, the offense was so good all year. Didn't quite play as well in the Super Bowl. Is there any reason why? I don't know. Debo, you've unfortunately made some deep postseason runs Why here and probably gotten used to kind of having to put it behind you. What's that process like for you? Um, like right now, I mean, it's kind of hard to put it behind. I mean, I just deal with it day by day. Do you take any solace in looking around the locker room and seeing that, you know, all the key guys, most of the key guys are under contract and aren't going anywhere and you guys should be good again next season? Yeah, um, that's the ultimate goal. And, you know, um, me personally, knowing Kyle and Judd and Jed, they're going to do their best to get everybody back that we can. and. You know, we just get ready for next season, whenever it comes. I don't really want to ask you to, like, rank your disappointments, you know, in your career. But at the same time, it seems like a lot of guys feel like this one has been really hard. Would you say that's kind of been the case for you, too? Yeah, this one, this one real tough. This was a tough one. We have asking you to rank your ultimate football disappointments, but it seems like the majority of the guys are kind of saying that this one hurts. Can you? Oh, she, she, got, she got right back to the same damn question with someone else. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go with, we're going to go to Fred Warner now. Um, Debo, so I, I kind of get what Debo was, was kind of going through right there. It wasn't so much about, I didn't want to be here. You ask me questions about the game. Like I can change it. I can't change anything. It sucks. No, there's nothing I could have done more. Uh, but then when they ask him about questions going forward, that's when he opened up. So, okay. All right. I, I like that. I understand. I can understand, um, the resentment, the sound, the, the, the way he's talking and all that. Um, so. I get it. I get it. All right. We got um we got Fred Warner here. He's gonna speak a little bit longer than Debo did. Let's see let's see what my man Fred has to say here. Which um read option something that you expected Patrick Mahomes to, to use in that game? Had he done that in the past to, to that extent? I mean, there was only one, really one play that he ran read option. It was that that one where he went for 20 yards or something like that. The the fourth and one play was more of a run pass option where, you know, they're they're kind of doing a sprint out and he just turns it into a run play himself. Like that's just kind of how he is. He he can really just, um, you know, make things happen, make things, you know, do certain things on on a play where it may not have been a thing for other guys. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's not like we had a, a plan for him, like like a Lamar Jackson type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So this team, a lot of NFL teams in NFL history that have seen tough title game losses, Super Bowl losses, we haven't heard from them after that. This team has, I think, already proven to bounce back from from some of these scars. What is it outside of just the sheer talent on the football field and the building that that you think has has allowed this team to bounce back in the past and, and obviously expect to bounce back? 
Yeah, just guys that are, you know, made of the right stuff, guys of high character. Um, you know, it's not easy. I'll say that. You know, I sit up here, I stand up here talking about it as if, you know, like, oh, I guess Fred's good. But it's it stays with you all the way. You know, even back in 19 when we lost that one, that stays with you. You know, it gets easier, but it, it's going to stay with you all the way through. And I, the thing that I um, – that gives me hope is knowing – the how much it means to me how much it means to his organization how much it means to kyle and the players and john and like the things that make up a championship team i know we have those things you know you gotta you gotta act the way of a champion before you are a champion and, and so i know it's not a thing of like of if it's it's just when you know and it sucks that you know it wasn't this time you know because it should have been but like i said not if but when yeah i watched it um I'm always eager to watch right away um, just because there's certain moments in the game where things are happening. You don't really know what exactly happened in the moment, but then you go back and watch and you're like, okay, well, you know, that's that's why that happened or said certain things. So I watched it. Right. It seems like the general consensus from talking to guys who have been on the team for a while is that this, of all the deep postseason runs, it had the most painful ending. Can you pinpoint why that is, if you agree? Um, I mean – I if I think they're all painful. I don't know if there's like a level of pain. Uh, I think the reason why people may be saying that is because of the the fact that you know you see it right there in your hands. It, you know, you, there's moments in that game where you're thinking you got them exactly where you want them, and then you know they they take it from you. So that's why it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you tell yourself leading up to it, like there's no other uh, there's no other option but to win. You know, and that's how you have to do it because if you're going into it thinking. Oh, there, there may be a chance we lose. You're probably going to lose. You know, you got to go into it with everything you got in your heart. And so when it's ripped out of you, it's like you weren't prepared for it, you know, because you were only thinking of one option the entire time. So, um, yeah, that's probably why it hurts. And this wasn't like the NFC Championship game, you know, against the Lions where it's like, man, they got us in the first half. Like, now we got to go out there later on the line. Do we believe that we can fight back at least? It's not that. Right, this was a back and forth. We had a, a lead multiple times in this game. Uh, we had a lead in the fourth quarter. We had a lead in in overtime. Right, it's like, do we have a lead in the fourth quarter? And we had a lead in the second half. But like, we we've got the we've got these leads. You got it, it. Feels different when you feel like this one was destiny. This one was ours, and we let it go. We let it slip away. I'm going to keep listening to what you say. spoken to Dre and just how is he doing these last few days? Yeah, I've, I've spoken to him. Uh, obviously, oh, he's man. he's down, but he's he's has he has a – Talk about an impact player, man. Just go back and watch the, the, the first drive, man. Just the – Dre Greenlaw was on a mission in this game. His energy, his razor-sharp focus – Losing Dre Greenlaw in this game was beyond massive. It was beyond massive. Um, watching how devastated Warner was on the sideline afterwards. So you could see the teammates saying, come on, come on, we got to pick it up. We got to pick it up. Come on, he's got that energy. Dre Greenlaw was so good. So his energy was so infectious that Patrick Mahomes on the sideline saying, they're beating us right now with energy. We got to pick it up. We 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 got to match that intensity. We don't have it. It was Dre. It was Dre that was doing that. Not saying that the other guys didn't play with intensity or anything like that, but you could see the difference once he went down. Man, that was tough. That was so. Yeah, tough. I've, I've spoken to him. Uh, obviously, he's he's down, but he's he's has he has a good uh, mindset about it, and uh, you know he's just eager to 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 get the the surgery done so he can get right right into rehab and get get back to work um i have no doubt in my mind he'll come back better than he was he's made of the right stuff and um yeah he'll he'll be back did you know immediately how he how he hurt himself when that was happening yeah no i knew i knew what it was right away just just because of the way it happened and um his pain on the ground i knew he's dealing with an achilles for a while now and um so it was it wasn't a shock to me. 
He had been dealing with an Achilles for a while. I didn't know that. You know, I thought it went well. I think it's it, people are obviously going to be critical just because of, um, you know, when you go from having the number one defense one year and then a guy comes in and you're not the number one defense again. It's like, oh, well, what happened? It's, well, it's, well, I mean, it go, there's a lot more that goes into it. And it was a hard job for him all along because he was coming into a system where it was something that he didn't run. You know, he had to come and learn what we did. And, uh, you know, we, we were the number one defense a year ago, and it's hard to sustain that type of play. But we still were a top defense in this league, and I think we played our best ball when it was needed. Brad, when you watched the film, what did you pick up from it, or what when you rewatched it? Yeah, I mean, I just can't speak to how proud I was watching it. Um, yeah, I, I we had a plan to want to because nobody gave us a chance in that game, especially defensively, uh, to to play against those guys. And you know, when we were up ten to three at half, and we said we had to go out and finish, and we had, like I said, we had opportunities at the end of the game, at the end of overtime, to go out there one last time and and make that stop that we needed, or get take the ball away, and we just didn't do it. And you know, I look at myself and where I could have made a play or two there, and so that's really what it came down to. But I can't speak to how proud I am of, of the guys. To me, that's the part that probably hurts the most, right? It's like. How many more opportunities do you get to go out with the defense and say, all right, guys, just go get this stop for us, and that's the game. And then you let them do it, you know, in their two-minute drive. They tie it up, and then your offense comes out, and your offense scores, and then you let them go out there and do it again. It's like if we could have just got one of those stops. And everything he said about Steve Wilkes, is what I said at the beginning of the season from the moment he was signed here. Like, guys, we're going to be disappointed no matter what he does. The only thing he could do to make people not feel uh, good about his hire is have the number one defense. And even if he had the number one defense, they would have been comparing the stats. Like, the defense was so good last year. Uh, it was it was bound to take a step back, even if we had have kept D'Amico, even if for, somehow Salah was here, right? Like, just the numbers and the odds say that we weren't going to maintain that. We weren't going to sustain that level of, uh, you know, that level of play. And so he was kind of fighting an uphill battle. Uh, and then he was coming in here doing something that he didn't normally do. You know, you heard Fred Warner say it right there. He was uh, he was asked to play a system that he – coach a system that he doesn't normally do, doesn't normally coach. I mean, what did we expect from him? I, I felt like he was a one-and-done hire. Why they did it, I still don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm not sure. Uh, I hope that he garnered some respect from his peers around the league. Um, at the same time, you know, when people look at you around the league, why would you accept that? What were you hoping to gain, the benefit? Like, that was tough so I, I don't I have no idea how his peers are going to look at him I have no idea how Steve Wilkes's real peers are going to look at him you know like the other the other uh veteran coordinators around the league are they saying dude like that didn't make any sense we don't know why you did it are they saying oh it's the Niners and they were in the Super Bowl so we understand why you did it I, I don't I don't know how they're viewing him Honestly, uh, I hope that he's holding his head with some dignity, some respect. Uh, not saying that he was a scapegoat necessarily because the faults are the faults. The defense is what it was. And, you know, he signed up to put his name on that. Uh, but I do hope that he feels uh, that he put his best foot forward with what he was allowed to. You know, I'll never judge him. 100 percent and be like oh this guy sucks and his defense sucks and he should never get another shot because like i said anybody who gets hired at a defensive coordinator position and doesn't bring any staff with him from anywhere i don't feel like you got a real shot i don't feel like you got a real uh opportunity i feel like you were kind of just a a middleman uh a stopgap for something or someone else so yeah now a couple times in the three games, like when Patrick has it, you know, you guys shut down for three plus quarters last time and did a good job for you know most of this game and then come down to the fourth quarter and make a three stop. When 
difficulty to deal with anything yeah i mean he's just uh he's a gamer he's a gamer through and through you know he has that ability to use his legs when he needs to he can make the off you know off schedule throws and he knows where the ball's supposed to go when you pressure him um so you can't just sit back and play you know zone coverage because you know he can run the ball you can't just blitz him because you know he'll put, get the ball where it needs to go um you know i have, I have a lot of respect for him he earned it Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was it was a special group. I think every year is a special group here. You know, I, I don't know any different. I think uh, the Niners are is I was such a I'm so grateful to have been drafted to an organization like this because I don't know any different. And we we bring guys in who football means a lot to them. You know, and we go through hard things throughout a season together. You know, a three game losing streak where. You know, people are like, "Oh, well, is it the same? You know, or is it the same Niners that we thought that we thought they were?" And it's like you got to come out of that, and um, you know, some of those games there in the postseason where you think all hope is lost, and you come back and you win those moments, and it's like you go through such hard things throughout the season, and then to not come up with the ultimate goal, it hurts, and um, you know, you build such special bonds with the, with your teammates. So yeah, it's uh, it sucks when you know you know it's not going to be the same group next year. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm super proud of Brandon. Um, the, his his growth and development as a player, as a as a as a you know a teammate to to the rest of the team, has been so amazing to see. And I, I you know I I saw something in him early, and I knew that you know I, I wanted to see it brought out of him. So that's why I did push him, and that's why I was on him. And I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I made Brandon who he is by any means at all. Like Brandon made who Brandon is, and. Uh, you know, he's just getting started. That's the that's the scary part for the, the, the league is that, you know, he has so much room for improvement on top of already being an all-pro and pro bowl receiver. So, um, yeah. But given, given the smart, given the success Ooh, like that. Had, is there a sense of, I don't think a lot, a lot about AFC teams, that this is going to be the team that we're probably going to have to overcome at some point? And if so, how much will you think about what you can do to overcome that team in the coming months? Yeah, I mean – yeah, they've earned that right to to be the team that you know teams have to look to to that we got to knock them off. And um, I mean, I haven't really thought much about that yet. I'm always just thinking about you know where did we where did we go wrong? Where where could we have been better? You know, in those in those crucial situations, those critical moments, because it's not really about how you start; it's about how you finish at the end. And um, yeah, you, you know, you think you're prepared, but there's always another level of preparation there. All right. So we got Kyle Juszczyk to finish up everything here. Um, I like what Fred was saying at the end there. Um, they've earned the right to be the team that we have to say we're probably going to have to stop them. But well, like, what do you do if you're the 49ers, right? The, the, the goal of any team is to win the division. That is your top priority, unless you have bigger aspirations, right? How cocky are you right now in this moment? You're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. You're going out to hire a defensive coordinator, and you go out and look for somebody with experience in the AFC that can stop these two teams that you just can't stop, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is, what, 23-1 and against NFC opponents. You got to figure out how to stop him. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, Right? Do you guys just sit here and say, forget winning, forget focusing on winning the division? We got to figure out how to stop those two teams over there. Because if we do that, if that is what they decide that they're going to do, I would say I understand it. But man, that's arrogant. Man, that is, that is tough, right? I just I don't know that that's how you go about doing it and addressing addressing the the defensive need the the hole that you need to fill. I don't know, I don't know. Um, do you say let's go get a Bill Belichick? He's out there if he if he wants to be had at a defensive coordinator position again. 
he's out there for the taking. I don't know many other exciting defenses waiting and saying, hey, Bill, come on and do it. Tony says, who who says you can't do both? Well, I mean, you got to look at the offenses. I mean, the Chiefs and the 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 Ravens, what offenses in the NFC West are, are looking like those? Where if you get a guy like Bill Belichick, he comes up with a defensive plan for each opponent. It's just he just does things a little bit different than most people do. It's a little bit different. And I, I love the arrogance and the cockiness of a of a Pete Carroll led uh Seahawk defense where it was, this is what we do, go out there and try and stop it. And for three years, nobody could stop it, right? I like that. I appreciated that. But at a certain point, you got to kick that defense up a notch. You got to find a way to get a little bit more out of that defense when when it's time, you know? And so maybe maybe that's what the Niners do this year. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to listen to Kyle Juszczyk. We're going to get out of here. All right. Let's bring my man Juice up to the podium and see what he has to say here. All right. Pinpoint, like, why this one is so much worse? Um, Yeah, I think it's because we know what an incredible opportunity we had at our hands and um, feel like this is definitely the most talented group that we've ever had. And so, you know, you feel like you squandered an, uh, a good opportunity. Just one thing that comes back to your mind late in the game, you think we've just done this, or if I had done that, maybe the outcome's different. Uh, no, honestly not. Because um, there's so many things that happen in a football game that is never one thing. So I'm not going to give you a, a, a one specific thing that would have changed the outcome because there's a million things. Um, so I just want to... I would just say in general, there we could have played a lot better on offense. Um, so that's really kind of my biggest focus is I just feel like as a, as a group, um, we didn't perform well. Brock talked about uh, Kansas City's defense being very sticky, playing man, et cetera. Yeah. Was that a big problem? I, the, uh, I, they have a good a good defense that is very aggressive. They, uh, you know, they have they like to play their corners at the line of scrimmage. Their linebackers are downhill, um, and you know that that can that can be an issue uh, for a lot of teams. Um, and I, I respect them as defense, and I think they're a very good defense. So uh, I think you know that contributed in us not having our best game on offense. But that doesn't lower my expectations of what we should have done out there. I still think we um, sh- should have scored a lot more points on them. I know it's a little early to think about, but with you know, pretty strong core of you guys returning. Yeah. Do you already like have kind of get the feeling like you can run this back? I always feel that way. I I think we have just such a, like you said, an incredible core that I think every year we we can run it back. Um, but it's it's the hardest thing. I spoke about it with you guys. Um, Last year, after the NFC Championship, you want to snap your fingers and be back in the NFC Championship. And that's what I want to do right now. I want to snap my fingers and be back in the Super Bowl. But I know it's not how it works. And there's so much work that needs to be done in between that. Um, And right now, my body, my mind is not ready to think about that. Um, But I also know that it will be ready. Uh, That, you know, this is my life, this is my career, this is what I do. Um, at the end of any season, you know, you're worn down, um, but you always, your body always seems to know when it's time to, to turn it back on. And I know months from now when, you know, we start practicing again, my body's going to know, all right, this is what we do. We get back into it. So, um, it's a process. And right now I'm just at that process of just, you know, a little bit of grief, um, a little time away and just focus on other things. What's your philosophy on that? I mean, do you, you're still at the top of your game, which you obviously are. Yeah. Would you step away at that point, or would you? Would you want to? Step yeah, no, that's on a, a higher. That's a great question, and I, um, anytime anyone's ever asked me, you know, about retirement or anything like that, I, I always say I'd, I'm going to go until the wheels fall off, and um, I may do that. 
you just never know. Uh, you never know. It, it's, you know, every you got to just reevaluate at the end of every season. But I'll definitely say, like, I, I am nowhere close to that point in my career. So I feel weird. fantastic. Body time. feels like I'm still in my mid-20s. So um, I'm going to continue say, to do this as long as I can. No, I really, I, I really wasn't. Um, so I just weird. think maybe with um i'm not gonna say my age with my experience that um i just i just feel like i have such a literary um just a a different perspective on how much this all means to me and that i just don't take any of it for granted and um how hard it is to do what we've done and all those sort of things i just maybe i just am a little more emotional about that stuff um, so the, I didn't mean it as any hints that this was the last run uh, by any means. If even if we won this game, I'm, I'm trying to win a couple more. So I guess the, the, the overall theme is so many players go to the Super Bowl early in their career and never make it back. So yeah. you kind of cherish each opportunity a little bit more. Exactly. I think that's a good word. Is I definitely cherish um, these opportunities a little bit more, and because I have that perspective on how hard it is to do. All right. That is going to do it for the 49ers uh, players' exit interviews. Um, you know, there's a couple of comments in here I saw that uh, I wanted to get to here. He says, um, hiring, uh, David M was saying that they're going to hire from within. He says, hiring from within is what got them Salah and Ryan's, but it, but it didn't. It didn't. Uh, that's where Ryan's came from, sure, but they got Robert Sala as a defensive coordinator from the Jaguar staff, uh, the linebacking coach. Robert Sala had been around the league for a while, uh, but he was with the Jaguars for a couple of years before coming to the 49ers, started as a quality control coach and worked his way up through the rankings. Uh, linebackers coach for the Jaguars. Uh, he started with the Seahawks, or the Texans maybe, then Seahawks, then Jaguars, and then to the Niners. Um, now as a head coach. Uh, now Ryan's was different though. Ryan's has a di- a whole different pedigree. He he, um, you know, like as as good as we thought Sala was in his final two years here. Sala made it very clear: I'm going to be working for D'Amico one day. Um, this guy was bred for this. This guy came in as a rookie and was leading a team, a good team too, by the way, like a good defense. Um, you know, so uh, it's not about right or wrong, but. The Ryan thing, I see it and I get that. Uh, but sometimes you got to go out there and get some like experience from something. You got to. I'm okay if you want to try to stick with a system, right? But how much of a system are you really, really, really going to stick with? I mean, this team doesn't look anything like that Seahawks defense. This team, to me, doesn't look anything like that 2017, 18, 19, or even 20 defense with Robert Sala. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't see those I don't see those things. So um I feel like they they're just so different. You want to try to keep the 4-3 maybe. Cool. Um that's base situations and things like that. If you want to try to keep the wide 9, I could do without it, but that's fine if that's what they want to stick with. Cool. I think it's a little overrated, honestly. Um but they got to come up with something and they got to do something not to say that I disagree that they're going to hire from within. It's very likely that they do that, but I just hope that they don't handcuff themselves to only thinking that way. Uh, Go out there and get, and get what they honestly feel is going to be the best move for the team, a shot in the arm. This team needs something to be excited about. Give the faithful something to be excited about right now. Don't, don't wait until free agency, right? Like do something that's going to entice people to come during free agency you go out there right now and you get the the Brandon Staley it's like yeah all right me personally this is me personally okay cool like I I see it not going to be upset about it not going to be excited about it I was against the whole Bill Belichick thing until Wayne and I did that show a couple days ago and now I, I can't stop thinking about it I'm like fantasizing about it I'm salivating like people say oh he's so old when's the last time he called the defense He's been calling defenses. Go look at the last time the Patriots had a defensive coordinator. It's him. It's him. Like, he's very, very much involved 
with defensive game planning. And if there's one thing you can say that the Patriots had well, good, respectable, like any anything in any of their years, it was the defense. It was the defense. They always found ways to win low-scoring games, shootout games, didn't matter. But that defense always kept the offense in those games during Bill Belichick's tenure there. Um, that's something that gets me excited. Now, we won't, we won't have that benefit because I don't see him doing a long, extensive run, you know, as a 49ers defensive coordinator. But, like, let's, that would get me excited. That would get some – some free agents out there saying, man, I, want, I, got a, I got a chance to go play with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm, I might go do that. I might go and do that, you know. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, and not for nothing, I know he would only be coming in for defensive uh, prowess if we were to hire Belichick. But Belichick gives a f- Belichick cares about special teams. He values special teams as well kind of feel like that's something else that's going on un, undiscussed with the 49ers and I'll, I'll be breaking all that kind of stuff down later on um as the shows come next week um you know there might be some more shows coming later on this week too so make sure you guys have your notifications turned on i did want to say uh shout out to um uh, uh, matt ariza ariza the young punter from arizona that i wanted the niners to draft a couple uh seasons ago you know um he was drafted by Buffalo, and then these allegations came out about him and some of his former college teammates, and it turns out that the entire thing was poppycock. Um, and it kind of derailed his entire career. Um, this kid had has a phenomenal leg. Uh, he's in the NFL as a specialized punter, but he can also place kick. You know, uh, we saw we saw what happened when we didn't have uh, our young kicker in the game. Uh, at certain times this year, and Jake Moody was out. We even saw uh, Wisnowski attempt uh, field goals and, and extra points, and it was ugly, right? In an emergency situation, a guy like Matt Ariza can do both. He can do both. So I think that's something that, you know, he deserves another shot in the NFL, especially once the case was thrown out. The allegations were uh, proved to be fruitless. Um, so kudos to him. It sucks that he went to the Chiefs. <laughs> it sucks that he went to the Chiefs, right? But I'm happy that the young man is getting another shot in the NFL. Good for him. Uh, way to hold your head and way for your family to, you know, stay supportive of you. I saw his thank you letter to them uh, who stood by his side the entire time. But, guys, that's where we are. You know, we lost the game. We lost the game. We didn't bury anybody. Um, you know, we didn't lose anybody. No careers were ended. Uh, I didn't hear about any retirement so far from anyone who didn't play in this game. So that that is what it, that's where we are, man. We lost the game, but we live the fight another day. We live the fight another down. We get to play one more snap. So we're gonna have to chill out. All right, we're gonna have to be good, and that's gonna be the way it is, man. It's gonna be the way it is. I want to thank you all for watching tonight, man. We're gonna keep this one under an hour. I appreciate you all. You all were great. Be kind to each other, guys. All right. I'm, I like that we're arguing with each other about who's good on the team and who's not good, who's at fault and who's who's not at fault. I, I miss the sports banter. I miss the sports arguing uh, because once we got it off of sports, it got really, really ugly out there in those streets. So that's going to do it for us, man. Again, thank you guys for your support. Uh, prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We'll talk soon. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We're under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nine, seven, four, niners.